Welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, aka The Abundant Healer. I'm here to support the healers of the world, the coaches, the authors, the spiritual entrepreneurs, the spiritual teachers and mentors. I'm here to help you elevate your message, reach more people and receive abundantly in return. In this podcast, you can expect to receive wisdom, resources, meditations, and interviews that will help you gain inspiration, creativity, to really elevate the impact you have and how you can step into that receivership and power for the services you offer. I look forward to hearing how you find this episode, so please feel free to reach out, give feedback, and share on social media or with your friends and family. And don't forget to hit subscribe. I look forward to hearing from you on the other side. Hello, lovelies, and thank you for joining us for today's episode. So I'm super excited to welcome the gorgeous Chloe. I should say Chloe and I know each other from a few years back now, we were in a business mastermind yeah. together. So can I pass over to you, Chloe, to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Chloe and I do lots of different things. <laughs> I um, am a meditation instructor, so I trained with Exhale to do that. Um, so that's probably like the main thing that I do. And I teach meditation to adults, kids, teenagers, um, all different ages. Um, I'm also a coach, so I support women who suffer with anxiety, overwhelm, stress, because that's for me, especially anxiety. Um, and I'm also a certified moonologist because I love working with the moon. And I'm actually adding another string to my bow at the moment, which is um, numerology. So I'm doing a priestess numerology course, which is amazing. Um, and also pregnancy and postnatal yoga, <laughs> so lots of different things. Is that all? Is that all yeah, you're doing? All, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would love to know, though, is like, oh, I love the fact that you're doing so many different things, and all of them sound really, really. Not uh, what's the what's the phrase? Something of many master of oh. man. Like I'm not going to get down that road. <laughs> Yeah, what was it, Giacomeni? Giacomeni? Yeah, something like that. Master of none, yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> but what I would love to know is what brought you into this world? What was what was the driving force behind you seeking holistic approaches in your life? And um, what led to you sharing them with other people? Okay. Um, well, I, I suppose my journey started when I was pregnant with my first and he's now 13 oh my gosh wow. teenager um and he when I was pregnant with him I think that's probably the first time I've ever really truly followed my intuition and lent into that side because I was adamant that I wanted to have a home birth and everyone around me was like no you can't do that crazy and I was like no I don't I, I feel like this is what I have to at least try and do um so that kind of started my journey and then as a result of that when I was pregnant with my second I decided to train as an antenatal teacher um 
with the Jace Foundation. So I did that. Um, did that for five and a half years. And then someone who I met through the Jace Foundation, Charlotte, she started Exhale. And I just kept seeing it popping up on my Facebook. <laughs> I just kept seeing the adverts and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Because through Daisy, I kind of started with breathing techniques and little bits of meditation and stuff. And I kind of dabbled in it, I suppose, a little bit, but not really lots. And I always struggled really massively with anxiety, especially since having like my anxiety just went like through the roof. I always like catastrophizing things, thinking about the worst case scenarios of everything. Like it just was so intrusive in my life that I thought, gosh, I need to sort something out about this. So when I kept seeing this exhale meditation, I was like, that that feels like I need to do that. So I just remember saying to Nunu, I have to do this. Like something within me is like saying, just do it. So I just messaged Charlotte and I was like, tell me how much it is. Tell me where to sign up before I change my mind. <laughs> just like do it. Um, and as part of that training, we had to do like a 21 day meditation journal. So we had to commit to meditating at least once a day for 21 days. And it absolutely even just those 21 days changed my whole outlook on anxiety and how I dealt with things. It was unexpected, but absolutely amazing. So that kind of led me to that. And then the other things have just kind of dropped in as I've gone along. So yeah, that's it really. <laughs> that's where I started. I love that. And I can completely resonate with that. Um, and I don't think it's something we talk about enough that, change that we see in ourselves when we've had a child and you know I remember something similar with um my kids and especially my last one actually for me so my my youngest I remember I went through this real anxiety stage um that was completely it became completely kind of consuming and it or erratic if I'm honest like I remember I would do things like I'd get into bed the kids had all gone to sleep and they were all fine and they've been there for like hours and then I'd lay down to go to sleep and I'd have this overwhelming sense of panic that have I locked the windows have I shut the windows and I'd have to go check yeah or I remember this one time um it was the first time I'd left my son and I remember I went to do the shopping. He was at home with his dad, absolutely fine, you know. And I got halfway through round the supermarket and panic just sat in. And I just left the shopping trolley in the middle of the aisle and just went home. And yeah. I remember my husband being like, where's the shopping? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't care. I'll do it online. I just had to get home. Like this panic had just yeah. sat in. And I think many of us as women experience that and we don't necessarily talk about those changes we see within ourselves um, yeah you know some of it hormonal some of it not necessarily some of it just huge a huge life change right yeah and I think when you have children it kind of I don't know it it made me think about my own mortality more I think and like oh my gosh like what if something happens to me or and it just kind of skyrocketed from that and I mean, I still am a little bit like that now, like I won't fly without them yet and things like that, but I'm working on it. Um, but I think it just completely found it so overwhelming how I think it's just like you say, it's just that change, isn't it? And how you deal with it. Yeah, all of a sudden you're 
far more important and that sounds like a like a horrible yeah. thing to say in a way yeah, but you know, people are depending on you <laughs> like you you cannot die it's you're yeah. not allowed yeah, I know. So, and yeah, i remember talking to my friend actually and she's um she's the yoga teacher and she's very she went through quite a difficult time and she was saying like but they'd be okay like if anything did happen to you they would be okay and I was like well they might be but it'd still be like traumatic and it just yeah it's just not nice to think about but that was that was something that really led to me going on this journey I think because it's given me a whole different perspective now as much as I still didn't want anything to happen to me I'm still like <laughs> I'm more like accepting of it and things now so tell us a little bit then about like the different modalities that you teach in a bit more detail. I mean, what's the one that's calling to you the most at the moment? What's the one that you're really focusing in the most? Well, had you asked me this maybe a few months ago, I would have said pregnancy and postnatal. But um, because different things have happened in my spiritual journey of the last few weeks, which is still very new, but I think they've come as a result of my meditation practice. And... um, so I think for me personally, my meditation is the main thing that I'm focusing on at the minute. So I suppose that's going to come through and evolve more. Um, so, yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a little bit like, because I think like the meditation is, that's been what's led to this these transformations that I've been through recently. It's like, I suppose you call them like spiritual up levels, I would suppose, but it's yeah. very, very mean. So it can only have been as a result of the fact that I've been meditating for so many years I, I would say <laughs> but it's all yeah. very and I can completely relate to that you know meditation for as you know on my journey it's been like a really yeah. big thing and I don't, I don't know about you but when you meditate regularly I I often look at other people and think how do you survive without meditation I genuinely don't get yeah. it now I know yeah it's like I don't know how you cope with life's challenges or, you know, all of that insecurity yeah. within you or all of those kind of human things. Meditation yeah. was certainly a big, um, a huge shift in my life. Yeah. So in terms um, of the meditation you do, do you want to tell people a little bit more about that? What kind of styles of meditation do you share with people? What kind of style? Yeah. yeah. Um, so in Exhale, there's like two different type so we do like guided meditations so that's always part of the class at the end um and the the other the self-love meditation is using like settling sound so I suppose it's similar to like transcendental meditation but it's just using a sound that's that oh, um, I love that so and that's the focal point for the yeah meditation. and I think that's the one the, the transcendental meditation is the one that I think is the most transformative like using that settling sound I think that's the one that's kind of I mean I love guided meditations as well and I share them with my clients and I think that that when I was first starting my meditation journey guided meditations I found a lot easier but for my personal practice I find the settling sound one more um I think I go deeper into different consciousness levels (laughs) with that one I think and I, yeah, completely get it. There's a very different um, experience, isn't there, between listening to a guided meditation and yeah. 
like meditating. Do you know what meditating, I mean? To yeah. me, they're very different things. Um, but I suppose the thing is with the guided meditation, it's a it's a good introduction, right, into what Definitely. meditation. And actually, if I'm and I still use guided meditations now, it's not that I don't yeah. use them. Um, it's all combination of everything, isn't it? Yeah, I often find that. I like a self-led practice in the morning on like an afternoon or evening. I tend to go for a guided. Same, that's the same thing. I do that too. <laughs> and I, I don't know about you, but for me, I think it's because my energy level is not there in the afternoon and evening. And actually yeah. it's nice to just zone out and listen to just someone. Yeah, definitely. Whereas with a self-led practice, you have to be more focused, right? You have to mm-hmm. be more yeah. aware. So tell us a little bit about, um, I'm interested in the numerology now. You mentioned about numerology. <laughs> well, I'm still just learning about that. It's not, um, I'm not an expert in that yet. But <laughs> So how did you come into that? Where did that come from? Um, so I, one of the coaches that I've worked with, Harriet, she is, um, she's kind of created this priestess numerology and it's when I've done it for myself so it's just based on your birth dates and you have like different numbers so you have like a soul number a karma number a life path number destiny and gift and as when I have my reading probably last year I think they literally it was just like they were describing me like word for word everything they said I was like oh my god yeah that is me that's what I struggle with that's what so you have like challenges challenge numbers and um strength numbers so it's kind of based on what you're kind of here to learn in this lifetime what lessons you've brought through from past lives if that's something that you believe in and stuff like that and then what your kind of your what your kind of path is and where you should be going interesting so it sounds like it's based on some kind of vedic astrology potentially it could be yeah 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 Oh, I love, I love oh, yeah, I'll share some with you. There we go. I'll do your numbers for you. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So the pregnancy side then. Yeah. So like say, that was your, I know, I'm loving listening to like all the different bits. So the pregnancy <laughs> yoga side then. Tell people, yeah. like, how do you, how do you support people with that? And what format do you do that? What does that look like? So it's, I, I tend to run it like in terms. So you can just do drop-ins, but I like to do it as a block. And then I set up like WhatsApp groups for the mums who are in that group. And then they have that support. So it's just helping them to prepare their body for labour and birth, to support their body through pregnancy and their mind and how you change. We learn obviously breathing techniques. And it's there's always a guided meditation. We always do some pelvic floor exercise. <laughs> Um, and just kind of helping them prepare and then I kind of weave in the antenatal education within the session so you know explaining about how the uterus works how the cervix works all of that kind of stuff so that they're fully prepared for when it happens because I don't think actually yeah. people are well prepared I think they're more scared into different things rather than actually yeah. being informed with what their choices and options are so that's what I feel most passionate about not not going against medicine but just saying you don't have to do it because the amount of women that say I wasn't allowed to do this or I have to do that it's that's not no you don't you do have a choice and you just have to do the form so I kind of bring that in and help them realize all the options I think that's a love 
like a beautiful blend that you've managed to bring together so you've got the yeah. and I'm just thinking back to my pregnancy days and I needed all of that and couldn't you know there wasn't like one path to go down you would have to do a bit of yeah. pregnancy to go and then like your antenatal classes which I'll be honest I chose not to go to because the whole yeah. thing just kind of freaked me out um and then like you say that I mean, there's so much pressure, isn't there, like yeah. during your pregnancy about whether or not, you know, what kind of birth you should have, what kind of pain relief you should have, if any, um, yeah. whether you should, not to mention, you know, whether you should breastfeed or not, or all the yeah. other things that people just have an opinion on and tell you you should do. Yeah, I think as soon as you get pregnant, people just think they can tell you anything and everything about what they think and yeah what they think you should do in all and when you're a new mom it's the same like you always get advice that you don't want (laughs) oh completely yeah I remember we we had interesting conversations with the in-laws around oh just leave them to cry sort of technique and we're like no we're not doing that um and yeah the kind of friction that went on because of that but um I mean, just having that support when you're pregnant, I mean, I can just imagine that would be unbelievably nurturing and just what you need. Because I, like I say, I remember that experience being very overwhelming, very confusing. When I had my eldest, I was a really young mum. So I was only 19 when I had my eldest. Gosh, yeah. So I can remember thinking like all of the emotional stuff of, oh, my God, am I even prepared to do this? Yeah. But also feeling like, well, everyone must know better than me. Yeah. And everyone must know what's better for my body than me, which, yeah. you know, I look back on and think, oh, my God, I can't believe I ever, ever considered that, you know. Yeah. But I think just generally we're not taught to understand and trust our bodies and you know, in lots of different things not even just pregnancy I think it's just we're not taught to trust ourselves we're taught to always trust people that are outside of us but everything about us in our lives yeah and that's so true right right from the beginning Mm. of our schooling we're taught that you know you've got to be good at all of these things and you know if you're not good at maths then you're going to fail in life or you know like really harsh messages we wouldn't get started on the soapbox so if you could give any advice really to anyone that's currently pregnant considering getting pregnant in those early stages of motherhood what sort of advice do you think you would give them the main thing I would say is to get informed about everything because there's a lot of scaremongering that happens and in regards to especially when you reach certain like coming towards your due dates there's a lot of scaremongering around um why you need to have inductions and things like that and I think actually they don't really if you actually get informed about everything then you might still decide to have an induction or a c-section or whatever but at least you're doing it from an informed place rather than yeah wondering place of because they do scare you and like and, and a yeah. really good woman who I follow Sarah Wickham Dr Sarah Wickham she's amazing for evidence-based information 
Um, so yeah, just get informed and obviously be as prepared as you can because yeah, I, I think it's people tend to just think, well, I'll just do whatever because the, you can't control it. And yeah, you can't always control what happens, but you can be informed and know have an understanding of the process so that at every stage you can make decisions from that place rather than a place of fear. Yeah. I would also say also like you say be you can't plan for everything and be flexible in your plans because I remember my my second one I had planned to have a home birth Mm. and my husband had gone to take our eldest to his aunties to look after her while I was going in and so I phoned up and was waiting for the midwife to arrive and then the hospital phoned me and said, oh, we haven't got enough midwives. You're going to have to come in. And I was just at home on my own going, I don't have a car. I'm in the middle of labour. That's really um, bad. So <laughs> it was like horrific. I remember phoning off a taxi and was like, uh, can you get here quite quick? I need to go to the hospital. They should send someone as well because they can send people. They should. That's just so like, no, yeah. And I think like when people say, I'm not going to bother with a birth plan because you can't plan it. Well, that's not really the point of a birth plan. The point of a birth plan is that you go through every option. So, okay, if I'm induced, what do I want to happen? If I have to have a cesarean, what do I want to happen? So that you kind of go through every option and inform yourself of the option of the decisions and choices of every option. And then whatever happens, you have feel a feeling like you know what's going on rather than just being totally in the dark about everything. And being pulled along by everyone else's decisions, which can yeah. be really disempowering, right? In that situation where more than ever, you need to be in your power. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because birth is like one of the most transformational things you'll ever go through. Yeah. Same. And, you know, I know so many women where that's ended up being a very traumatic experience. It's taken them a yeah. very long time to get over. So what I would love to know as well is you mentioned about, you know, anxiety was one of the reasons that you got into these practices. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if you mind sharing a little bit more about that and how that's showed up for you and, you know, how how your experience of that is now. What's changed? What's different? Yeah, so when I first struggled with anxiety, it, it was it was more kind of I suppose my main source of anxiety was um like always thinking that the worst thing was gonna happen. So I would be like if I was driving like driving under a bridge <laughs> would induce massive anxiety. I would like hold my breath while I drove under a bridge because I would think, what if a lorry veers off and lands on top of me? Like I would always think of things like that. If I was if I was walking the dog, I'd be like, what if someone like sneezes and runs into me or like um yeah, anything like that really. But like if me and my husband went somewhere in the car just by ourselves without the children, I'd be always thinking like, what if we both die and then the kids have got no parents left? So it would it was just all things like that. It would be and it was every day that I would have these kind of feelings. Um and then 
obviously I started meditating and I just it was probably more like a gradual thing that I noticed that I wasn't having that those thoughts as often so it kind of like slowly reduced over time like the more I meditated um and then how many years ago probably gosh it's probably actually two years ago now um around about January 2021 I had a massive uh, all I can describe it as is like a, some kind of breakdown and it was just horrendous like I was anxious about everything I've probably even told you about this before it was like everything made me feel anxious so I would look at like um like oh the wi-fi the wi-fi is killing us do you know that wi-fi causes cancer do you know that, like it was everything then I'd be like oh do you know that like, we shouldn't be eating anything apart from organic food because there's like so many chemicals and everything we just need everything to be organic so we're not going to buy this and I'm like and also we shouldn't drink tap water and then we shouldn't do this and then and it was just like one thing after another after another after another and it all started because I got this thing in my ear that was um like um I could hear like my heartbeat in my ear and when I googled which I know you shouldn't Google, but I am a Googler. I do Never Google. Google things. <laughs> and the first thing I read was that it could be associated with young stroke. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die overnight. I'm going to have a stroke. And the kids are not here because they were at my mum's. I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to just. Ah. So I ended up ringing 111 that night because I was so convinced that something was going to happen. And she was like, oh, just, and I, I actually think it was just a buildup of stress. I think it was just, because obviously it was a stressful time for everyone around that. And, and I kind of just kept going, kept going, kept going. And I think it just builds it up, builds it up, builds it up. And then Nunu said to me, do you not think maybe you should go to the doctors and get some pills? <laughs> and I was like, because then I realized that I hadn't been meditating. So obviously I know that pills have their place and it's not anything to do with like not having that. But I just knew that for me, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I need to just meditate. That's what I need to do. I need to get my meditation practice back. And so I said to Nina, I said, I'll meditate now. I said, and then if I don't feel better after a certain number of times, then I'll, I'll go. So I made a commitment to myself to meditate every single day again, because I'd kind of let it slip. Um, so I meditated every single morning and at night I listened to guided meditations every night and it it helped. It got me out of that situation. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I can never not meditate. And so then I went to the other extreme. I was like, no, I can't meditate. I can't miss any days whatsoever because that's what helped me. Uh, now I'm a bit more balanced. Um, but I think I needed that to reinforce how important my meditation practice was and to what a difference it's made to my life and since then I do still have like the odd flare up of anxiety but it always tends to come when I know I've not meditated for a bit so I'll miss a few days and then be like oh I can just notice them little startings of anxiety that starts in your tummy so I'll be like right okay that's my sign that I need to get back on track with what's happening so yeah I do still have the odd flare up and but it's definitely not as intrusive as it was before that's why I want to share this with people. But as you were talking that through, I mean, I mean, one, I remember that period, I think, because we yeah. were in touch quite a lot during that period. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I've also had those times where I think we can forget, right, when we've got a practice in place that we do all the time. And then, yeah, life happens, something goes wrong. We stop the practice. Sometimes we need those periods, like you say, yeah. to remind us why that practice is so important because we can just 
you just forget, don't you? Forget how yeah. bad it was before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we were in touch then because I remember talking to you about white bread. Like, oh my God, I shouldn't be eating white bread because white bread is just so bad for you. <laughs> and I do still eat white bread because I just can't not eat it. I love it. Because I remember like sending you a text one time saying, Chloe, I'm eating white bread. It's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, just eat the white bread. So, so like I just remember like, and it just kind of jumped from like one thing to another. So it was like obviously bread and diet and food. And I was like, do you know, you know that they put fluoride in our water? And that's really bad. So that was like another thing. And then the Wi-Fi. And then um, then it was like that the kids were growing up. And I was like, I just don't want them to grow up. Like, I do want them to grow up, but I don't want them to grow up because like everything's, I'm just running out of time. And then this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And I was getting all various pains and I was like, oh God, like that's going to be cancer. That's going to be this. That's It was just like a massive thing. And it's crazy how how consuming it can be. Yeah, and how at the time it feels so real, right? Like yeah. the things that, like, say so you can get into those kind of obsessive thoughts where it feels so big, you know, like the like we joked about the white bread, but the white bread felt so big in that yeah. moment, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think many of us do this, like maybe not to that extreme, but generally through life right we obsess on things that in the grand scheme of things don't really matter they're not you know they're not life or death situations but we allow them to consume us and I know for me my meditation journey although it hasn't you know I didn't my anxiety wasn't to that extreme Mm. Um, but for me it was more kind of my inner self-talk I hadn't realized just how destructive that was and if I'm not careful, if I don't do the daily meditation, I, I can find myself just in this loop of yeah. self-criticism and loathing and, you know, just, and it spirals very quickly. So that's why yeah. we kind of have to keep those practices going right. Yeah, and I think you didn't realise um, how quickly it can spiral because you just think, oh, I meditate all the time, it's fine. But then if, like, for whatever reason, you just miss a few days, and I think it's good now that I have such an awareness and obviously that's come from having such a strong practice but like if you don't have that it's very easy to see how it can completely spiral out of control oh completely um so kind of kind of on the subject of anxiety What I would love to know is, you know, and I've seen some of this, obviously, because we've been in, you know, business containers together. But what's your journey been with business and that whole sharing things with the world? And I know a lot of yours has been online as well as mine. And, you know, the all of the thoughts that go on around that and the fears that go on around that. I would love to know. Um, so I I do remember actually even when I started um doing my antenatal classes I remember my mum saying to me like how are you gonna sit in front of 10 women and guide them through a class like you won't even ring to book a restaurant <laughs> like how are you gonna actually do that and even now I don't like ringing to book restaurants um and I just I said I don't know but I'll I'll do it fine so it's been like a very gradual journey and that then because I that was all in person and that was fine and for some reason when it all went online it felt so much more scary because it was like my god so many people are going to see this it's not just like being in a little room with a few people so I've always been really shy and I've always not really liked 
putting myself out there. So it's been a massive journey for me doing this. Um, and I think the um, academy that we did was very early on in the um, online business. So I remember when we were talking about getting live on Facebook and, we were, and I was like, oh my God, like, I can't do that. Like you just got that feeling of like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? What am I going to talk about? What am I going to say? No one's going to listen to me because and I, like, I didn't want to be seen on Facebook. So um, that was a journey in itself. And I think I, I, I still remember the feeling of like pressing the live button for the first time. <laughs> I actually think I deleted my first one because I don't think anyone joined me and I just was like, okay, right. Yeah, okay, right. Let's just delete that. (laughs) But I've done it. Um, And then I did do it again straight away. But it does, that kind of thing definitely gets easier the more you do it. So I think it's just kind of, I don't know how, I don't really know how I got over that. I I mean, I think it's just a case of doing it, isn't it? And oh, but and actually, yeah, like people do want to hear what you've got to say because your experience is going to be a is going to help people. So if you want to work in that, like if so, for me, like and obviously for you, you want to help people and you want to help them feel better. So then you've got to go and share what you're doing because if you're not sharing it, people are not going to know about it are they so it's just kind of getting over I just had lots of conversations with myself like goodness sake just get over yourself like just go just do it like you can't like you know you've you've done this and you've done that like you can go live on Facebook just do it just press live so yeah (laughs) that kind of thing Um, and it does get easier I think and I think it's it makes you feel really vulnerable I think to just put yourself out there and be like for people to like people judging me has been a massive part of my journey like I think and actually it's going back to numerology that's one of my karma numbers is fear of people judging (laughs) so it does work like that way Um, so that's obviously a big thing I've had to work through and the fact that I think when you're kind of in industries like ours where it is a bit more holistic and not so much in the mainstream people like especially with all the work with the moon and stuff like that I always think I can't put that on my personal Facebook because people are going to think I'm weird if I talk about that but actually you never actually really know who you're impacting when you share that kind of stuff and there's people like there's someone that messaged me who I would never have expected her at all to have messaged me and she was like I love what you're doing about the moon I'm like I'm reading this this lunar living book and kind of come to your moon circle and like I was like oh my gosh yeah cool so, uh, you know, and I've had similar experiences. You do, you don't know, do you? You yeah. like because often we meet people and only see a little side to them, right? And then we yeah. inadvertently in our heads put them in a certain box, like they're that sort of people or yeah. they're that sort of person. Um, but yeah, I've had similar experiences with people that have reached out in my personal world, and I thought, God, I never would have. thought that this would be something they'd be interested in so um, just to say one thing I love though is like as someone that's seen your journey into the business world yeah and and also seen like your journey with anxiety and how you know Mm. at times that's felt so big for you yeah I love the fact though that despite that like 
you didn't let that hold you back at all. I mean, it probably, I think it has held me back a little bit, but not in that I'm not doing it, just in that it's maybe taking me a bit more time to, but that's not a problem. It's like, that's just part of your journey, isn't it? And I think when you are spiritual and you have that kind of like, well, everything has got its purpose. So when I look back now, I think, well, there's obviously reasons why I wasn't, that wasn't supposed to work or I wasn't supposed to be there or because it's all part of your development, isn't it? And And it's involved in that way. But I suppose what I mean, like, for example, people that were in that academy with us, many of them chose not to take the action. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, you know, so many people could be in the situation where they think, well, I've got this anxiety, so I'm not going to do the action. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what I loved about watching you was you were like, I've got this anxiety (laughs) and I'm doing the blooming action. (laughs) I mean, God, I remember like going live on Facebook first. I think I felt physically sick. (laughs) I think I actually thought I was going to throw up. (laughs) I remember feeling well. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think, yeah, and I think that's true. I think like, when I think how anxious I was, I think, well, and I, and I think what meditation has taught me and obviously will have taught you as well is that that's just one part of what you're experiencing, who you are. It's not like the whole of you. So you can't let like those kind of things, if you feel like you've got a purpose that you need to be out there sharing, you can't let that hold you back because I remember like, and it's, I remember my husband being like, well, you know, when are you actually going to start making some money? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna listen to this. Um and I was like, I know, but it's coming. Like, you know, and I don't I don't want to just go and get a job. This is what I want to do. So I'm really lucky that I have the opportunity to be able to develop it slowly and actually it does eventually start working. <laughs> like it will eventually happen. Um and I can't if I feel like I'm that committed to that, I can't then let anxiety get in my way because otherwise I'd just go and get a job in the local scene screen. <laughs> That's how I felt. So I can't yeah. you have to make a choice, don't you? Of like either you stay where you are or you push yourself and make it work. Uh, I think that's a really good point. And you know, there were times, days on my journey where I was like, Shall I just get a job? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like that that just feels so much easier right now. <laughs> and, it, and it does feel easier, doesn't it? Like definitely. I mean I'm I think it's so much easier sometimes to just think, oh, I'm just gonna go and I'm just gonna forget this. But I wouldn't be happy doing that. <laughs> I think if it's in you, it's in you, right? And you just yeah. can't not. Yeah. So thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. Um, so if people want to find out more about you and your beautiful services, where do they go? How can they get in contact? Uh, so I'm on Instagram at Becoming Luminous Wellbeing, which has been on a big journey as well. <laughs> Scroll back long enough, you'll see all the different <laughs> changes. Um, so yeah, Becoming Luminous Wellbeing, that's where I am on instagram and facebook but i tend to more use instagram brilliant and we'll pop your links in the show notes so people can go check your out as well um so thank you so much for coming along what i will just say for those of you listening along just to mention um my meditation teach training is now live so go go have a look it's on my website (laughs) if i wasn't already trained i'd be doing it myself (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everyone needs to meditate. <laughs> <laughs>
I completely agree. I don't and know I about you. I never say felt on that, but I think had I not have trained as a meditation instructor, I probably wouldn't have such a strong practice. Or maybe I would have, but definitely not as, I, I just didn't think it would have been as transformational had I not have done that training. I completely agree it, Like with mine as well. And do you know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, you've just led me off on to a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, I, I think half the reason that I chose to go into this industry, yes, I wanted to help people. Of course, I wanted to help people. But I think I knew that if I was teaching other people about, you know, meditation, Ayurveda, Reiki, I was going to be more likely to Mm -hmm. actually be holding those practices more strongly in my own life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there was certainly a part of my motivation around that of I can't let it slip if I'm teaching other people this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Anyway, thank you so much, lovely. It was wonderful to see your face and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much. Take care all. See you soon. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.